We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. This is the Sixth Man Show on Orlando Magic Podcast with your hosts, Luke Sylvia and Jonathan Osborne, covering all things Magic Basketball. Five fans, four fans. Go Magic! What's going on, Orlando Magic fans? You guys are back with the Sixth Man Show. Today is August 21st, 2023. Jonathan Osborne here. Joined by my co-host, as always, Luke Sylvia. Luke, what is going on, brother? We we start our day with a little bit of USA versus Germany, long-awaited matchup, Franz versus Paolo. We end our day talking to the man himself, Jalen Suggs. I just, really, you can't ask for a better day as a Magic fan. I concur. We had a, a great conversation with Jalen Suggs. You guys will hear that obviously in a few minutes. Absolutely electric conversation with Jalen. Just we sat down with Jalen last year, the night of the draft. He you know, joined our show and, and recorded with us live at Amway. If you haven't seen that episode, you can go back to last June uh, and, and watch that video. But just like the 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 amount of growth, maturity, and just energy that he has is very different than the night that we sat down with him. And that night he wasn't not not confident, you know, but just a, a different air about Jalen Suggs. And you can tell how, as he puts it, dialed in he is and how excited he is for next season. So that conversation was just a ton of fun. We'll talk more about that. Uh obviously you'll hear the conversation and then Luke and I will will sort sort of recap that conversation after the interview. Uh but again we are in prime international basketball season. The World Cup is starting this coming Friday. A few updates uh, for the, the different teams. Uh, so the Georgia team with Goga, for those of you that might be trying to follow the, the Georgia national team or, or trying to follow Goga Batadze, I literally cannot apologize enough. It's been so hard to find not only the results of those friendlies that Georgia has been playing, I know they beat Nikola Vucevic in Montenegro last week. Goga Batadze played really, really well in that game. Um, but finding box scores for those games, and, and really a lot of these games, has been pretty difficult. So I do apologize for the the lack of coverage of the Georgian national team that we've had. Do have an update uh, for the Australian national team, however. 
they played France on, uh, I, I think that was like super early, either Saturday or Sunday morning. The time difference is off because they are in Tokyo uh, for their last exhibition games before the World Cup starts. Uh, but Australia pulled out the 78-74 to win over France. Everybody knows this guy. FIBA Fournier made an appearance in this game. 29 points, led all scores, had a great game. But Australia was able to come back uh, and win that game. I haven't been able to find a box score for that. Um, I know Joe Ingles played in this game. All I know is that he had less than 10 points because the article that I found uh, pointing out a lot of the statistics for this game lists all the double-digit scores for Australia. Joe Ingles was not listed there. And then uh, we had the continuation of the Team USA showcase this weekend in Abu Dhabi. That started off uh, with the USA playing Greece on Friday. They had an 84-71 to win, or I'm sorry, um, 108-86. to The 84-71 to victory was Germany over Greece because the USA and Germany played Greece in back-to-back days. So let me just rewind just a little bit here to Friday. 108-86, to the United States over Greece. Uh, it was sort of close in that first half, and the U.S. just kind of busted it open, uh, busted that game open in the second half. Paolo Bancaro didn't play all that much in this game, played just nine minutes, two points, two rebounds, and a block. I think he might have had a block in every single like friendly that the U.S. has had uh, in these exhibition games leading up to the World Cup. In sort of his limited offensive role and in, in being this backup center on this team, really what they've needed the most from Paolo is defense, and he has really been bringing it on that end. So that's been really encouraging. Anthony Edwards, 21 points in that game. Anthony Edwards has been spectacular through these friendly games. Uh, but yeah, 108 over uh, 86 to the to the Greece national team. No Giannis, you know, and Tedakumpo. I know uh, Thomas Walkup. He had a, a great game against uh, Greece, uh, or not against Greece, for Greece against Germany the other day here. Thanatos uh, and Tedakumpo, as, as people know, uh, Giannis's older brother. In this one, four points, zero of three from the floor, four rebounds, two assists, and a steal. And then Saturday, Germany again over Greece, eighty-four to seventy-one. Franz Wagner, 14 points, uh, four rebounds, four assists, three steals in that game. Uh, Mo Wagner, 13 points. Uh, what was it? Two rebounds here in 21 minutes for Mo Wagner. So without Giannis Antetokounmpo, Greece, you know, they, they showed a lot of heart in these competitions, but uh, ultimately just were out-talented, as Luke would say. And then this is the game that we are really looking forward to talking about for really weeks. Uh, it's been circled on our calendars, I'm sure, on all of your calendars as well. The U.S. taking on Germany. When I was going through and I, I saw all of these you know, friendly competitions that were coming up, we said, okay, that's going to be Paolo versus Franz, two of the better teams that are going to be in the, the FIBA World Cup. And today we got to, saw, to, we got to see that uh, 99 to 91, the U.S. beats Germany, Luke. Uh, a big comeback for the U.S. This game was just so much fun to watch. Yeah, you can't help but but watch these games and it, it, against a team like the, the U.S. and see Franz Wagner having the keys to this team. 
He, you know, he plays 30 minutes, the second most on the team, scores 17 points, 10 rebounds, less efficient than maybe the, than he would definitely like, but just to see him get all the touches that, that he wants and he needs to lead this team. Obviously they come up short in this one, but Franz was awesome. Uh, Paolo, perfect from the field. Misses some free throws. Oh, four. I know he wants those back. He was visibly frustrated at the free throw line when he missed the third one. Um, you could just tell that it was kind of eating at him a little bit. And at that point, felt like he probably wasn't going to make the second one of those, that pair either. And um, just got probably a little bit in his head today. But regardless, I mean, a plus 13, plus or, uh, plus or minus, they win this game by eight. It was fun to see Paolo and Franz on the, on the same floor, mostly in the building as well. Mo Wagner as well in this game, obviously. Just a lot of fun. Also, Anthony Edwards, that dude is nuts. He He's nuts. He's him. Plus 37 in this, Jonathan. Again, it's an eight-point game. It's not like the USA ran away with it. That is just how much better this team was with Anthony Edwards on the floor as he you know leads all scorers with 34 points. Yeah. So Germany was up by 16 in the third quarter of this game. And we talked about like the, the game that the U S had in Spain last week, that that was going to be like their biggest test so far. This Germany game proved to be the, the biggest test without rookie, without Ricky Rubio, um, that Spain team just probably is not going to end up going as far as a lot of people had thought the last couple of months leading up to the world cup uh, in Germany. I think we saw this last year with Eurobasket them taking on, you know, Greece, obviously, they I believe they lost to Spain in the semifinal of Eurobasket last year. And we saw the potential last year with that team. You know, now they're missing a couple of guys now to, to injury. Um, but the team just plays so well. Like when Germany is is really clicking and like they're playing together defensively, they're moving the ball offensively, they're knocking down threes, just like really impressive. When they're putting it to the US in that third quarter. You're just like, this is a team that really could go deep in this FIBA World Cup. And then it was like the Anthony Edwards, Tyrese Halliburton show. Uh, the U.S. closes this game on a 22-5 to run to win this game by eight points. Again, they were down by 16 in the third quarter. And a, a lot of that comeback, Paolo was in for a, a lot of the comeback here as well. Again, talking about his defense, he had a, another block in this game. Um, I think he, he might have had a, a couple of blocks in this one, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, no, one block. Yeah, tonight it was, uh, or today it was six points, three rebounds, three assists, two steals, one block. Just absolutely stuffing the stat sheet. And Paolo's defense being his biggest contribution to the like Team USA. Really awesome. Just a lot of fun. But Team USA needed this. Going into this, I was like, oh, I don't really know who I'm going to root for. Not to be like, you know, I'd obviously love Team USA, but I think it would have been great for Germany. Like Germany had this team on the ropes. So I don't think they're lacking confidence moving forward. But for them to pull off a win like this heading into the FIBA World Cup would have been really big. And I think even in this game, until that run in the second half, through these exhibition games, the U.S. has really sort of like underperformed. So this was a game where I think it would have been huge for Germany to get a win. And I almost think it, you could argue that it would be sort of beneficial for the U.S. to take a loss. I think they're probably going to learn their lesson and be like, okay, we need to start taking these games a little bit more seriously moving forward. But I, I, I think they were lacking that up to this point. And I, I do still think 
they're sort of searching for their best five. Like this team today was at its best with Anthony Edwards, Tyrese Halliburton, and Austin Reeves on the floor. Obviously, you know, Jaron Jackson is great. I do like the the dynamic that this team has with Paolo and being able to ball handle a little bit more, and he's the better passer than Jaron Jackson when they sort of switch up that lineup. But I hate to say this, like guys like Cam Johnson, Josh Hart, even like Brandon Ingram, I haven't seen those guys making a huge impact up to this point, like maybe to the point that we thought they were going to. And especially like Tyrese Halliburton and, and Austin Reeves today were so impactful. I think this game was really good for the U.S. going into the World Cup as like sort of like a reality check. Like, hey, we need to figure out like what our best five to go to is, especially when you get into the later rounds and the games are going to be close. Like you got to you got to have guys that are going to be out there making an impact, making plays, knocking shots down. Yeah, it'll be interesting to see what adjustments what the, because now like the dress rehearsal has come to an end and we get to see what Team USA is actually going to do. We've said it before, people that keep up with international basketball know this as well. This is a lot of that dress rehearsal. This is what matchups work, what happens. So it was awesome to see Paolo in at the end of the game today. I think that that speaks volumes to maybe the growth and trust that he's had um you know in the the coaching staff has had in him um just been you know was really awesome to see that from them and uh it would be interesting to see i would have rather germany won today if i'm being quite honest just because franz showed out and you know get to see him be the man i would much rather do that than than you know paolo played good and stuffed the stat sheet as you said i would have much rather seen germany run away with that one i also may or may not have had a little interest in this game and, uh, and, and, you know, decided that I was going to be a Germany fan from pretty much second quarter on. Yeah. I, I think I've tweeted about this and, and we've talked about it as even, you know, last summer following Germany throughout Eurobasket, And, you know, you can make a legitimate argument that on this team, you know, Dennis Schroeder is, is the leader. He, you know, at times is, is definitely their best player and their most, you know, dynamic scorer. But I, I just can't help but feel that any time that Franz either sits for an extended period of time, which he, you know, he did in this game during that big, you know, USA run, um, or when he is on the floor and there's just, you know, three or four possessions go by where like Greece, Franz was cutting up Greece and Greece was like, you know what, we're just not gonna let this guy get the ball anymore and started playing like hard ball deny on Franz, and it immediately stalled Germany's offense. I can't help but feel that when Franz is the focal point of this offense for Germany or when he's getting the ball, you know, majority of possessions, the offense just functions so much better. He was not great offensively in this one, 17 points, six of 16 from the floor, two of eight from the three point line, um, but made an impact with the rebounding, you know, 10 rebounds added to assist two steals. And as good as Dennis Schroeder has been in moments like Germany is trailing, you know, by five or six or whatever it was, you know, like the last minute. And there's like two possessions that he just settles for pull up threes. Like, brother, that is very much not your game. You know, it's just sort of like ill-advised decisions. And I mean, maybe you could argue that some of the threes that, you know, Franz took today or that he's taken throughout these exhibition games have been, you know, either ill-advised or maybe he's like settling a little bit. And remember, this is also the second day of a back-to-back for Germany. You know, they played Greece on Saturday, 
So I think at the end of the game, they sort of just like run out, ran out of gas to a certain extent. And like Halliburton, Reeves, Anthony Edwards just completely took this game over. But I just think Dennis Schroeder is is good enough to to take Germany, obviously, through the group stage into the knockout round. Fully expect this team to be, you know, quarterfinals or, you know, even the semifinals. But if this team is going to have success in those rounds, like in the semifinals and into the finals, I just can't help. And I'm trying to put my magic bias aside, but just like I've probably watched, I don't know, 10 or 12 of this German national team's games over the last year. And I, every single time I just come back to the fact that like, Hey, one thing, Johannes Voigtman is, is very good. I know he's you know, played a long time for this Germany team. It started all last year in the, the uh, Euro cup when, uh, or Euro basket rather, not the Euro cup, a uh, Euro basket when Mo Wagner was injured. When are we going to see Mo Wagner inserted into the starting lineup for Germany? Like enough is enough. Like, Mo Wagner is just much better than Voitman. Like th- this is enough is enough. Like I thought maybe you know Gordon Herbert was going to hold off until the last couple of exhibition games to insert Mo Wagner, you know, more into the lineup and into the starting lineup. But like this down the stretch of this game, there's no reason that Mo Wagner is not in the game. You know, he's just he's just an overall better player than Voitman is. So those are some things to keep an eye on moving into the World Cup. But the U.S. needs to find like their best five. I don't know if it's this starting lineup with Brandon Ingram and, you know, Mikhail Bridges. Obviously, Brunson has been awesome. I don't know how much burn like Cam Johnson should be getting. Just has it. And that's hard for me to say as a Tar Heel fan. Just don't think he's been like great throughout these, these FIBA, you know, exhibition games. And they just need to take it super seriously. This team needs to rebound at a at a better level. Germany was giving them a lot of issues, especially in the first half. And sometimes they just take bad shots because they're so talented and they can make bad shots. So, uh, Luke, I know I'm rambling here. Do you have anything else to, to add? And what are you looking for uh, out of these teams moving into the World Cup? Yeah, I mean, like I said, with the USA, it'll be, you know, as far as what adjustments, who finishes games, that's what I'm most interested in for the USA side. Franz Wagner, I would I would love to to see uh, you know what his role is actually going to be like come time. Also, you know, Moritz Wagner, like you said, is deserving of, you know, closing some of these games, especially. I see where Voitman has the the edge on the, the rebounding side for sure. He had ten rebounds to, today in this game. Tice has 13, Franz has 10. Like they 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 did very well rebounding the ball today, and Voitman did very well doing that. I'm not gonna act like I know Voitman's skill set and if he's gobbling up 10 rebounds in a lot of games. But I would say that that's, you know, he he's four or seven from the field. But Mo Wagner, when it when it's Franz and him and they're running that pick and roll, the chemistry is unreal. I don't think that that is shocking to Magic fans at all, as we see their chemistry all season long. But they just feed off of each other. And Mo, nobody celebrates more when Franz makes a play than Mo. Nobody celebrates more when Mo makes a play than Franz. Like they are just so much fun to watch on the court together. I hope that that's continue what they continue to do and kind of match their minutes as best they can. Yeah, I completely agree. Looking forward to the FIBA World Cup again starting this Friday. And just to give you a little uh, a little preview here. Coming up this Friday, uh, the Magic's World Cup schedule is going to tip off 
August 25th, this coming Friday, my birthday, by the way, uh, 4 a.m., Australia versus Finland, and then Germany versus Japan at 8.10. And then on Saturday, Georgia versus Cape Verde at 4 a.m., followed up by the U.S. versus New Zealand at 8.40 Eastern. So just a lot of FIBA World Cup basketball coming up. We'll probably do like a full FIBA World Cup preview, uh, at least for the Magic-relevant teams uh, on Thursday's episode, so be on the lookout for that. Now, before we get into our conversation with Jalen Suggs, just want to take a moment to give a special shout-out to our wonderful patrons. So if you haven't heard already, we do have a Patreon where you can join our patron and just help financially support the show and help us do the show each and every week. If you like what we do, you've been watching us for a while, and you think, you know what, I'd like to be a part of this and contribute. Uh, Joining our patron is a great way to do that, where for as little as $2 a month, you can just support the show. Or we do have other uh, tiers where you can get additional benefits as well. If you're interested in that, you can find us at patreon.com slash the six man show. Any episode that we have brand new patrons, we give them a very special shout out and a thank you. And then we thank and shout out our Hall of Fame and elite tier patrons every single episode. So I'll go ahead and start now by starting with the court cousins, Drew Gooden, Armin, Carson Tulo, Jonathan Borges, Normal, Magic Player History, Gabe Gaines, Wiffle, Michael Martin, Jamel Miller, Michael Salapon, The Distract, Donkey Punch, Dave, Paolo and Franz is warm, Pierre A, Nostalgia, and M&M's, Dylan Holden, Mr. Mikey, Eduardo Sanchez, Drum, Drum, Drummy, Drum, Drum, Danimal, Dodo 15, Bobby Skinner, uh, PB in the Mix, Godi 93, Teddy Sylvia, Eric Lopez, Fuchsia, Juan Gerardo, Bill Fulton, Edmund Lagona, Jose Esquilin, Destin for Greatness, Caleb Pete, Cannibalism, Ty Mr. TV, ESPN Really Sucks, Gear 95, Shred, Junior Bruce, Half Recon, Shahin 177, Bobby the Don, Himlo, Ben Himro, Arm Prof 221, Ray Pastrana, Magic Kid 714, Spanking Season, Soft Taco, Johnny B, Fuego Nando, Victor Cologne, Irish Magic Mike, Austin Lampy, Random Hustle, Only Franz, Maria, Keith Wallace, Fritz, Trade for Grady, We Need Dick, Currency Kev, Bruv Sal. A big thank you to all of our patrons, our Hall of Fame and Elite Tier patrons. Again, if you want to join the community, you can find us at patreon.com slash the six man show. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. And now, 
the moment you've all been waiting for. Let's get to our conversation with our guy, Jalen Suggs. All right, Orlando Magic fans, we are joined by a very special guest today. A third-year man going into his third season here, shooting guard for the Orlando Magic, Jalen Suggs. Jalen, welcome back to the podcast, man. How are you, and how's your offseason? Guys, uh, it's been good. It's been good. It's good to see you guys. Um, uh, been just typical offseason, a lot of work, healthy. I think that's been the biggest difference is, you know, I can do and work on any, on everything. Um, you know, no restrictions, not limited to nothing, how long I can be on court or, or anything. Just work, um, you know, and I've been diving into it, both physically, uh, basketball-wise, mentally, lifting, you know, just doing everything I can to perfect that craft. I think that's where... Um, I've grown up and I've matured and I've gotten to the point where like mm -hmm. I'm able to just prioritize hoop. There's no distractions, nothing external going on. It's just me and basketball right now, you know, and I've loved it. I've loved it. So what I'm hearing is is season three Jalen Suggs is about to be scary. You you seem like you like just a couple of minutes we've been talking to you have this like air of confidence around you that you've always had, but Luke, am I wrong that we're getting like a different Jalen Suggs energy right nah, now? He's he's he feels different. He's I, I locked think he feels in. Different. We're only a couple of years, a couple of months away from the season starting. Um, Jalen, just kind of getting into that. How excited are you to get into you know things like training camp, preseason, roll the ball out there and get going and show people what you've been working on? All right, can't wait. I'm so excited. Um, I think every conversation I have about with people about next season, I just. I start to rumble, or ramble and smile and oh, I just can't wait um, just because it's been, you know, I know and the people bear with me know, you know, what this summer has been like and just the separation I've made, um, you know, from myself as a player these past two years, as a person these past two years, like to just growth everywhere. And um, yeah, the squad, like we've been talking all summer, we've been in the gym together all summer, like hanging out off the court. Um, I just think like everyone's dialed in. You know, I've taken that that lead mindset wise to the next level, and yeah, it's gonna be a good one still. This this next season, yeah, Orlando Magic are coming. I'm telling you, I'm telling you, talk to me, nice, Jalen. All right, Sorry. the schedule just came out a few days ago. We've been absolutely pouring over the schedule, sort of looking at you know some of the highlights. Are there dates that that you circle on the calendar, right? Like when you're when you're going home to play Minnesota. Last year, you're there. You're, you get ejected halfway through that game. You're, you're just trying to be the peacemaker. You're just trying to break up the violence, but you get ejected from that game. Uh, are there are there dates on the schedule this year that you already have circled? Um, first of all, I protect Mobamba every day of the week. I, I'll take that ejection. <laughs> I'll take that every day of the week. Um, but nah, um, I think every game, like... I think I just I like that. There's a different chip coming into this year, and like, no matter the game who we're playing, you know, after going over it, and it's just my mindset running. But whoever we play, like, I've got a statement to make that game, you know, whether it's locking up a guard or their wing, you know, scoring the basketball, whatever needed that night. But um, I think every game, I think every game for me is important because I've missed so many. So each one I get to be on the floor with, you know, I'm completely doubted and locked in, but I think the start of the season, like you can't ask for anything more than that. Like, you know, especially for me personally, like coming off of a summer where I'm feeling confident, feeling good into a training camp and we get to our first game of the season, Houston and go take on the West coast to start the year off. Like there's no better tone setter than that. Go play LA and the Clippers and then come back home and play LA in our first home game. Like, 
doesn't get any better than that. So I think everybody's locked in, especially me, ready to go. And it's going to be fun, though. I like that our West Coast trip is to start it off. I like it. We- we, uh, Jalen, we, you know, one thing that we got robbed of last year was nationally televised game. You, Chet Holmgren, obviously both growing up playing basketball together, know each other very well, good friends off the court. What is that game going to be like being able to look across from you and see Chet Holmgren, the guy you grew up playing with? Um, and, and what's that going to be like for you? It's going to be a dope full circle moment. Um, uh, me and Chet have known each other since fourth grade. Um, you know, his third grade. And we've done everything together since high school, AAU, whatever it is. You know, Chet, Chet's been on the squad with me. So, um, yeah, it's going to be fun. It's going to be exciting. I think he's going to have a great year. Um, you know, he's finally healthy, and, you know, you see what he did in summer league and all that. But, um, no, I think the fact that we got, you know, I think there's five this year, one TNT and, and a couple of NBA TV or four, like three, three NBA TV and one um, TNT game, that against OKC. But, you know, I was glad we're climbing from, from none the past two years. You know, now we get five, four or five this year is, is major. So looking to keep making that grow. Jalen, this season, you know, the NBA is introducing the in-season tournament for the first time. The group schedule came out earlier last week. You guys got a, a chance to, to take a look at that. Obviously, you've seen the other teams that are in the group. I have a couple of questions for you here. One, just. What are the conversations like about this young Magic rosters approach, you know, the players approach to the in-season tournament? And then looking at the teams that you guys are playing, Brooklyn, that team looks a lot different this year. Chicago, you guys played really well last year. Toronto, Boston, you guys played really well last year. What are your guys' thoughts, like your chances of coming out of East Group C and moving on to the knockout round in the in, uh, in-season tournament? I think, you know, very confident. Those are, those are all all solid teams in our group, like, you know what I'm saying? Um, really, really good hoop teams. You know, there's none who are like, yeah, you can count out and you got to come out and play and perform that night. But, you know, I think we we all feel, you know, and that felt pretty good, um, you know, just about ourselves in general going into the season, you know, playing tournament or not. But um, I think it'll be dope. I think it's a good addition, um, you know, give a bit of incentive early and we need to get off to a hot start anyway. You know, I think that that's what derailed us last year was everybody being hurt. And, you know, we started off slow five and 20 and from there on we're fine, but you know, it's hard to recover from that. So, um, yeah. I think everyone's excited going into it. I think we'll do well, but, um, you know, looking forward to see how it plays out. You know, definitely something new. You're always excited to see how it goes. What's the conversation like between you and your teammates about the end-season tournament, you know, respectively? Like, they roll out the groups. Are you guys in the group chat? Like, did you guys see, like, we're this, you know, this is who we're with and whatever the conversation is like. Can you, is there anything that you guys talk about that you guys are excited about for this tournament and maybe go all out to try to win it and be the first champions of the end-season tournament? Oh, absolutely. I think, um, you know, that, that's definitely the goal. We sent it in our group chat, um, you know, like that the teams, you know, have a small conversation about it. But um, oh, just everybody's dialed in, man. I, I, I'm i going to keep saying it this all the time in this interview, but I just think everyone's dialed in, man, and, um, and focused on the goal and getting better. So, you know, we, we cheer on our guys over in the, in the World Cup, um, Goga, P, the, the Wagners, and then uh, we make it back. You know, we start rolling. You know, we're going to look to win it. We're going to look to win early, win often, and, you know, carry momentum going in uh, uh, into late for the season. Jalen, I want to take you back really quickly to last season. Last January, you guys are playing Chicago in Orlando, and there's a, an exchange seemingly between you and a fan in the stands where you can audibly be heard on the broadcast repeating, 
Magic City. It's a magic city. A few minutes oh, no. later, the poster on DeMar DeRozan. Instead of flexing on DeMar or celebrating with your teammates, you make a beeline for this one fan in particular, and you said, yeah, talk that, you know what. Can uh-huh. you give us an insight into that exchange and what happened? A few minutes later, you have another steal that dunk. You're running back, and you're you're showing the magic across your chest. Like, what happened with that exchange? Uh, um, <laughs> I've always been one to interact with the crowd. I think I've done it like once COVID happened and, you know, there was no crowd at Gonzaga. I started doing it less, but like I've always like loved talking to the crowd. I think it gets me going. It gets me energized. Um, and yeah, Chicago always travels, always travels really well to Orlando. Um, you know, they're really loud, really loud that game. Um, so, you know, I just want to, you know, make a statement. So, off, you know, soft for our city, you know, protect our court, you know, and just let everybody know that, you know, I have pride in the squad. The rest of us have pride in this team. So, you know, I think if we show it, you know, they'll, they'll come along with us. And I think they have, you know, like last year, the attendance and the energy that was in the building, you know, no matter who was there, you know, the Magic fans were, you know, going back, you know, when they would, when they would cheer and they would get loud, you know, we hear their support. So, um, yeah, just trying to rep for, the, for Magic City, man. That's all. Yeah, I, I think that meant a lot. I mean, I know that meant a lot to the city, to Jonathan and I. That's something that everybody still talks about is when Jalen, like, it wasn't like you were pointing to Suggs on the back of the jersey. Like, you were pointing to the Magic and and this is Magic City on the front of your jersey. It means a lot to us because it hasn't been the easiest years the last decade plus for us as Magic fans. And so to see, like, oh, Jalen... Jalen seems to love it here and he likes to rep for the city, not just like for himself. And we know you're the team guy, you're putting it all on the court. So we really do appreciate it. And, and I think Jonathan and I would like to say thank you for that. Um, Cause it does mean a lot to us. We do this podcast twice a week. We there's, there's not many people that love the magic more than Jonathan and I, and, and our producer, Kevin as well. Um, so genuinely, thank you for that. Um, now I also Jalen, um, we, we want to talk about just, I, I want to ask you about your, stretches that you've had you've had some of where as prepping for this podcast we know that you've had some insane stretches during games where you just take over and it's like it doesn't matter what you did productivity wise earlier in the game if you were on fire if you weren't near the end of the game when it's time to take over you you're able to take over can you tell us between all of the runs that you've had which one is your favorite that you've had and in, in which game was it um <laughs> Ah, it's tough because as this down to two, it's it's either the Golden State game or the Miami game late in the season. Uh, this past year was actually one of my favorites. Like that was that was super lit. Um, I can't I can't pick between those two. I think like they were different. Like Golden State was to start the year. Um, you know, I was feeling good then, or pretty good, uh, as good as I could. Um, but um, you know, I played the whole game, played well. You know, we come close them out. Uh, at home, you know, a needed win, uh, you know, because we were struggling a little bit. And then the ball, the Miami one, like we're in the, we're in the race, we're in the hunt, like we need to pick up games, um, you know, and then to come in, slow start, bad start, rock my head, I'm all over the place. You know, to come in and, you know, knock down shots at the end, you know, make plays defensively. And, you know, the energy that was in there that night, it's crazy. So I'd low-key say the Miami one is always slightly, slightly ahead of the Golden State. It's slightly. What about uh, the Chicago game winner? So Vooch is going to the line with a few seconds left in that game. You know, you guys are 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 down by two already. He misses the first, misses the second. You go the length of the floor, bump into Io, the turnaround, drill the three, 
DeMar misses the half-court lob. Like, what was that moment like, and what's going through your head? I really was, like, I was just hoping, man. Like, I wasn't really, he missed, and I was like, okay, we go. Like, that. that's all I could think of. There really wasn't time to, you know, to try to direct traffic or, you know, tell, put people in position where it's just kind of like, you got to go get a buck here, um, you know? And it, it was a good thing. Um, you know, I'm glad it happened because putting it in perspective, like, you know, I think the more that, you know, just going out there and hoping and, you know, trusting the work and everything, um, you know, after I've been able to consistently put in work this summer, like, you know, that's all it was, is just trusting what I'd done. You know, go down the court, take a little uh, spin move, chase uh, spot. That was crazy. I still got that ball sitting up in my game room. But, um, yeah, great moment. We had some great moments as a team this year, I think. That was the best part about them all, just how excited everybody would get for me. I love that. Now, yes, you're, you're obviously your teammates and everybody was excited there, but back home in Orlando, we had partnered with the Magic and done a watch party. And everybody was losing their minds because there was a point in the game, obviously like a minute left, whatever, where it seems like, oh man, or 30 seconds left where they kind of put punctuation on it. And it's like, man, people had left the the bar, like, because they thought like, earlier than that, right? Like they were just like, man, I, I don't know you know, what it is and, and whatever. Then it ends up happening. And that bar was the loudest I had ever heard. We've done a lot of watch parties last year, <laughs> but that was the loudest one, even though there wasn't as many people. Yeah. Because it, it was a mix of everything. And then yeah. you go on to, you know, we put that video up on social media. I believe you shared it. Terrence shared it, I think. Um, it just was awesome. And, and can you speak to that, like just the fans in Orlando and what they've meant to you so far in your, your two years? Oh, I think they're amazing. Um, I mean, it's part of the reason I love you so much. I mean, I could talk for days about, you know, everyone on our team, on our staff, front office down to the people who work in our practice facility, janitors, Chef Jason, um, all, all the support staff, like the, the video guys. I could talk about all of them for forever. Um, but, I mean, you guys have embraced me since, you know, since I've gotten here through ups and downs, injuries, great games and really bad games. You guys have stayed with me um, or, you know, a group has stayed with me. And, you know, I've appreciated it. And, um, you know, that's part of it is, you know, coming back and working and wanting to get better. Um, you know, for the love and support that the city's shown, you know, and, and given to me, you know, since the night I got drafted, that video came out, um, you know, that's all I wanted to do is repay the city, you know, for, for that love and support they showed that night. So I think that that's my main, that's my main mindset. That's what keeps, this part of what keeps me going is just how great Orlando is. I love it there. Uh, you know, I want to hoop there. And so, you know, see how that shakes out, but love the fans. Love the fans. I love interacting with them, seeing them after the games. They hit me up a lot, like, Love having conversations. So, what a city, man! The city, beautiful. I love it. I freaking love, love this kid. I really do, Jalen. Obviously, you had a huge jump last year in like your efficiencies, the shooting numbers. Just seeing you here, you can obviously tell you've been working on your body, working on your game, you know, all season. Before we talk about sort of how the the team expects this season to go, what are the individual expectations for Jalen Suggs? Because Season one, like your rookie year, we were saying that you were already one of the best perimeter defenders in the league. Season two, it's almost universally accepted that you are now. What are your expectations for Jalen Suggs year three? Um, I think it's just to do everything consistently in, in bar. You know, I think that's that's the only thing that's been um I think that's that's kind of derailed me is just just my consistency, consistency with being healthy, with being able to stay on the floor. Um 
you know, putting good games together in a row, um, you know, so that like when I, you know, when it's a good game, it's not a surprise. You know, it's okay. We know what he's going to give us every night. I think that's, that's been my mindset coming in. So being consistent with my work, with my daily habits, like, you know, I've been starting it off the court, you know, and it's all carried on the court, you know, whether it's waking up, making sure I'm reading every day, I journal every day, you know, I do my daily devotion. I make my bed in the morning, you know, making sure I'm going shooting in the morning at night. You know, I think just being consistent with everything, um, we'll make sure that we translate to the court, you know, once the season comes. So, um, yeah, that's been my mindset going into it. Be consistent, you know, have a great year. Scoring, defending, uh, playmaking, winning, um, you know, and, and hopefully we're, uh, we're competing, you know, come the uh, middle of April. You know, our season, you know, is not automatically over on April 9th or April 10th. You know, we're getting ready to play, you know, go into uh, March. Maybe a little uh, all-defensive team, Jalen Suggs? Oh, I like the sound of that, too. I like the sound of that, too. That's what I was gonna say, Jalen. Do you got in your eye on any? It doesn't have to necessarily be this this season. Personal awards. We know what team awards you guys would like to win, but any like personal goals that like you you said you journal. You said you're doing all that. Do you like plan like what what individual goals does Jalen Suggs want when it, this is all said and done? Oh, it's just I want to be the best. I like. I think it's just you know it's come down to come down to that, you know, and it was something that nobody could do but me. You know, it was a decision I had to make and, you know, decide what kind of player, you know, I'd like to leave my mark as, you know, because it's very easy to just drift in here, be here and, you know, and go, um, you know, but to really stay and have an impact on this league, you know, is special. It's because of the amount of talent, the amount of players who come through, the amount of players who are going to come through, like, um, you know, and that's a decision I had to make. Um, and, you know, I think, Heart to heart, a lot of hard conversations with myself with other people, but um, you know that's the that's the leap I'm ready to take. So, um, yeah, all defense, you know, all, all, all that. I'm coming coming for all of it, you know, at God's speed. But you know, I've been preparing myself, you know, for the time it comes, and so you know, I'm ready. I'm ready. Jalen, since the end of the season last year, almost to a man, it seems like an expectation has been set. Like the Magic are coming for the playoffs. Is that the goal next season? Like, what what is going on in the Magic group chat? You know, you're talking about how everyone's locked in and you guys are coming with a, a new chip next season. Like, what does that look like for the, the group of players on this roster? You know, I think playoffs, absolutely. I think if we do not get that, I think that we'd be... Um, that we did not do what we, what we were supposed to this year. You know, if that's not accomplished, I think we have the talent. Um you know, where we have the, you know, we're not as experienced, of course, but you've seen young teams with success and, um, you know, I'm playing the right way and playing hard and, you know, we've done it, you know, it's just, can we do it consistently at this point? You know, we've, you know, we, we beat the teams where we're, we're not supposed to beat and we're not favored in and, you know, we get good wins and then we come drop easy ones at home, you know, ones where we know we should pick up our late ones where, you know, we just trick the game off, like, you know, it's going to now it's coming down to how do we win those ones? You know, when it's tie game, you know, we've been up all game to make a little run, you know, going into the or in the fourth. Like, how do we find a way to close those out? You know, I think that's the next step for our team. And um, everybody's there, you know, we're watching film, we're hooping together, we're, we're 
we're kicking it together. Like, you know, every I think everybody is focused on that task. So um, we were close last year, you know, and we didn't and we didn't even play well. We played terribly to start the season. And, you know, we dropped, you know, some ones late, um, you know, after that all-star break that we should have picked up and we were still right there. So, um, you know, knowing that, I think everyone's very confident. You know, we take care of our business. You know, we'll be right where we want to be. Jalen, the World Cup starts this week, and we've got about two weeks of the World Cup. Once that ends, everybody's going to be back in town. you got about three weeks, and then media day training camp starts. What message does Jalen Suggs want to send Magic fans? Oh, I'm here. I'm here. Jay, Jay Sizzle is back. Jay Rock is here. Like, I think that nothing more needs to be said. You know, those those who know Jay Rock and Jay Sizz, like, he's here, so... All right. Jalen Suggs, man, really appreciate you joining the show, man. Thanks for taking the time. My guys, I appreciate you guys always. Ladies and gentlemen, Jalen freaking Suggs. Luke, what an electric conversation. That was so much fun. Yeah, I, I think, you know, the, another conversation with Jalen is something that we have obviously wanted since we sat down with him initially on draft night and just how cool that experience was. But like you said, this felt different. This felt different. Even though it wasn't in person like the last time we did it over Zoom, it still felt different to us. And Jalen, just uh, just like you said, exudes the confidence. He loves this city. That was my favorite part, was just like reminiscing and thanking him for representing Orlando and, and not just worrying about the name on the back of the jersey, but even more so the name on the front of the jersey. Just could not be more proud of, of Jalen and, and interested to see what he's going to do this season. If if everything he told us is correct, this is going to be quite the year and leap for Jalen Sucks. And the other thing I will add, Jonathan, plus 4,500 odds for most improved. I looked it up after we spoke to him. Um, same odds as Markel Fultz, by the way. So, you know, you put you put a little, uh, little 10 spot on there. Well, you're going to get a nice return. Bucks. Nice little quick 450. So, you know, might do that myself. I don't know. I don't know. I mean, because I could spare counting steps wise, it's going to be hard for Jalen because there's just only one ball to go around. But if he uh, is able to increase productivity even in the slightest just by being more efficient and doing the same thing that he did last year in terms of, you know, field goal attempts and things like that, he's just naturally going to average more and do more and be more productive. And if the Magic are as good as we think the Magic are going to be, he's going to have a serious case for most improved. Every time we have somebody on the show, like whether it's somebody super close to the organization or maybe somebody that doesn't follow the team you know, quite as closely, when they start talking like positively about the Magic, I can't help but just like get very excited. It is so much... It is magnified significantly when it is a player on the team talking super positively i mean and i mean i guess that makes sense right like he's not going to sit here and be like oh yeah the team is going to suck blah 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 but from the moment that he jumped on the zoom with us he just kept repeating like i'm dialed in we're dialed in everybody is dialed in everybody is locked in like we're we're coming with like a, a different t kind of chip on our shoulder this year because we know how good we were to end the season had we not completely you know, screwed the the first half of the season, largely due to injuries, but if we were even to be a little bit better to start the year, we would have been in the playoffs. So they absolutely see themselves in the playoffs like this next coming season. So I'm just 
so excited for Jalen to, to see the, the leap because he's just like oozing with confidence right now. I, I, I can't express that enough. I hope that that comes through, you know, the, the interview. If you're, if you're listening to this right now, you're driving, do yourself a favor. Whenever it is safe, you know, I don't care if you have to pull over right now. You know, you're on your, your, your way to work. Tell your boss you're going to be late. You got to sit down and you got you have to watch this interview with Jalen just to, to to see what I'm talking about here. If what he is, you know, putting out there is even remotely true, it's going to be a, a huge leap for Jalen, and a huge leap for Jalen is going to mean a huge leap for the Magic. So yeah. it was just such a fun conversation, like you said, reminiscing on like the game winner from last year, the the Magic City game, that kind of stuff. And I just cannot wait for the season to start now. It's going to be a lot of fun. I don't think that we have to tell you guys this. Jalen thinks this season is going to be a lot of fun. And uh, we, we hope that Jalen plays an integral part for years to come on this organization. Just even more so after speaking with him and, and getting to interact with Jalen. He's just such a good dude. And again, loves this city. And I, I don't think as Magic fans, you could ask for more. Yeah, again, just want to thank Jalen for taking the time, always being generous, always showing the show love and, and showing fans love and the city love and everything like that. Just when you have, we say this, I feel like every single time, when you have good human beings in the organization and they're good at their jobs, it just makes you that much more proud to root for that player and, and, and root for you know the, the, the team. So I just appreciate Jalen's time. It was such a fun conversation. Really, really hope that you guys you know appreciate that. If you're on YouTube, let us know what you think in the comments below. If you follow us on social media, let us know what you thought about this episode. And we really hope that you guys enjoyed it as much as we did. All right, that's going to do it for this one. Again, a big shout out to Jalen Suggs. Thanks for joining the show. For Luke Sylvia, this has been Jonathan Osborne. You all have been listening to The Six Man Show, and we will catch you guys next time. See ya. Thanks for listening to The Sixth Man Show. Be sure to subscribe on iTunes and Spotify to get new episodes downloaded directly to your phone. If you enjoyed the show, please take a minute to give us a five-star rating and a review. It helps out the show a lot. Follow us on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook at Six Man Show. We'll catch you guys next time. Go Magic!